Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, life coach and speaker. And I'm Joel, TV host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn. We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. Welcome in, everybody. So happy to have you here with the Married and Naked podcast. Today, we are super excited to share with you secret number four to the ultimate marriage. What do you think, Joel? Well, I know I said that um, the other one was my favorite one, but this one really is my favorite one. They're I think all really... you said this one. You the... consistently said this one was your favorite <laughs> I know, one. but, um, you know, I go back and you, you think about them and you listen and you think what's changed, what's really impacted our relationship and and really they all have an impact on our relationship all that to say this is definitely my favorite one (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're gonna dive into secret number four today but before we do that if you haven't had a chance to go back and and really listen in on what the first three secrets were i i can't stress it enough this secret really is the one, in my opinion, kind of puts the bow tie on everything and really is the, you know, is the send off. Like this is the the reward in the, um, in my opinion. Again, this is part of why it's my favorite. Uh, but really, if you haven't, you know, hunkered down and, and really done the work of the first three secrets, I would highly recommend you go back, listen to the podcast and and really check those out first. Because now you're getting to the fun stuff. Right. Those first few secrets are, all of these are very foundational, but I feel like without those first few ones in play, this one's not going to have the effect. I think that we might hope it will. So yes, those first ones are very, very foundational and very important to begin implementing. I feel like we're just like teasing it nonstop. Maybe you should just open up, Tam. And- well, during the course of the the it was about a year, a year and a half of this transformation that you and I were having in our marriage. We were really feeling like we were finding our way back to each other. We were feeling um, more accountable. We were being more accepting. We were feeling appreciated by each other, but we just kind of felt like there was still something missing. And we kind of felt like that missing piece was really connection. We we really didn't feel connected. Even though we were making all this progress, that piece was still missing for us. So secret number four is? Connection. And I want you to stick around to the end because I'm going to share with you three ways to improve connection with your spouse. What we decided was we hadn't been away together in a really long time. We hadn't had good quality alone time in a really long time. So we decided that we were going to take a trip. Just you and I. Which, Just you and I. You know, again, we, we have kids. And, we had young kids. Yeah. And you decided you wanted to go on a cruise. <laughs> A seven-day cruise. Just just hear the tone in it. You decided. And by the way, when you tell the story from the stage, you say it that way too. <laughs> Husband decided. Anyhow, I'll let you well, take over. Because I'm sure many mamas would, would maybe be thinking the same thing as I was at the time, which was, how on earth will, am I going to go away from the kids for seven days? And not just away from them, but, you know, on a cruise, you... Being in contact is not very easy to do. So that threw a lot of fear in the way. But you persisted and you you just really thought that this was what we needed to do was go on this cruise. And I eventually gave in to your idea and we enlisted the help of, of Nana 
and my sister to watch the kids and we headed off on a cruise. I feel like I'm literally witnessing people start shaking their head like, oh no, there's no way in the world I can do that. And you've had people tell you that as well. Like you can't leave, I can't leave my kids, my job, my responsibilities. Well, that's certainly how I felt. I I did not uh, want to do that. That was very difficult for me. I had a lot of mom guilt heading out the door. But what what was that experience of the cruise like for us? It was, I feel, just one of the biggest shifts in our relationship happened on that cruise. I fell, we fell back in love with each other. We reconnected with each other. And all the work that we were doing up to that point, you know, with being accountable and accepting um, and, and showing appreciation, this was like, the cherry on top. This was the, oh my gosh, this is the person I fell in love with. This is the love I felt from that person while falling in love. We realized that we actually really like each other. We love spending time together and we just had the best time. It was just the most fun and we felt so incredibly connected after those seven days. And I remember uh, on our way home from that trip, we were on the balcony we were looking over the beautiful water and we were I remember just thinking how on earth are we gonna keep this going when we get home and we get back to reality and that was just this big scary moment because here we were feeling so connected but realizing reality was raiding right around the corner and how are we going to keep this going we made a decision looking over the ocean that I think was the thing that one of my favorite things that we do consistently to this day. We decided that we were going to try date nights. It was not something we had done on any consistent level whatsoever. and really just didn't do date night prior to this. So we thought that was maybe a good chance of us staying connected and, and keeping it going when we went home. But when talking about date nights, they they bring up a lot of problems and anxiety, right? Date night means you have to plan something, you have to spend money, you have to find a sitter, and it just felt very complicated and not realistic for our situation at the time. So what we decided we were going to do is we were going to do at-home date nights after the kids went to bed. We felt like that was the best chance we had to be consistent and to keep this, this connection going while we were at home. Date night didn't mean we had to go out. It meant that we were connecting together, you and I, at a time when we didn't have other distractions. It, it meant that we were finding a way around the excuses that come up when for us when it came to date night. We, we found a lot of excuses not to do it. And if we were going to keep this going, then we had to be committed to to connecting on a regular basis. And the easiest way for us to do that, we felt, was going to be date night at home. And so we, uh, what that looked like for us is we would once a week after the, it was usually during the week because we felt like that was when we most disconnected was during a busy week. So after the kids would go to bed in the middle of the week, we would, you know, shut the door, we would turn off all the distractions and we would focus on each other. And that usually meant like we would play a board game or we would play a sexy game or we would ask all these fun conversation starter questions and we would just really we just focused on each other for you know a couple hours and we did this on a consistent basis and it just 
made it so much easier for us to stay connected during our crazy weeks. We were so committed to getting this right and fixed that it meant we were going to set aside a night every week and really turn everything else off and just turn towards each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had a really good time, right? We, oh, it, yeah. It got to be something that we looked forward to. I think what the big thing about uh, having date nights at home and going away on this trip, I think what it really taught us was that connection is something you have to create. In the beginning, when you're getting to know somebody, connection comes naturally, right? It's just, it's very easy. There's no work at it. It just happens. But as you said before, as life happens, connection starts to slip away a little bit as other things take priority over your marriage, like children and work and such. And we just thought, we're just waiting around for connection to reappear. When is it going to happen again? When are we going to feel connected again? We realize that we have to create the connection. We can't just wait around for it to show up. It's not going to happen. We have to take that ownership of knowing that that's an important aspect of a relationship. And we have to put that at the forefront and make that an absolute priority. And that's how connection happens. I think, like you said, in the beginning, it's easy. That's all, you know, it's all you think about. It's all you focus on. It's, you know, your mind just swirling about, oh, when's the next time I get to make you smile and sweep you off your feet. And then again, you know, you, you responsibilities and life and jobs and kids and business. You've got so many things on your mind and so many plates spinning that the time to woo you and the thoughts that I, I want to make you feel special. It sounds so terrible the way it's coming out, but those thoughts aren't top of mind anymore to now I have to literally put those thoughts in my mind to actually make them happen. It's called intention. <laughs> Thank you. You have to, you have to have, create an intention to want to connect with your spouse. It's not just going to happen. There has to be very clear intention in marriage. And I think it just in general, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that marriage is not just going to run on its own and work. It has to have a very clear intention behind each partner to make it want to work. And for this particular thing, we have to have a clear intention of wanting to connect, of making sure we connect, even if we don't want to, even if we don't have the time, it has to have a clear intention behind needing to do that. So we have our busy weeks and we're, you know, completely losing our minds sometimes with everything going on. But one thing we have learned to do is make sure that you and I are getting one-on-one time no matter what our schedule looks like. And that all comes from our intention to connect, knowing how important that is in a marriage. Absolutely. I'm to the point where we, we've really taken it to the nth degree and we have family and friends who've said, you guys are always gone. You're always doing something. You're always, which I think is so cool. Well, we're not always gone. We, you make it sound like we're absentee parents. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but you know, family and friends say that to us all the time. Like, didn't you guys just go away? Well, we tend to take a lot of family trips, too. Mm-hmm. So, and then once a year, you and I take a big trip together now as well. That's become a tradition for us after the cruise. We made that start of making an annual trip, just you and I, a priority. And, and every few months or so, we'll get away for a night or two, just you and I as well. So... We definitely have made it a very big priority in our marriage to get time away 
together. Um, so it does seem like we're away a lot because we do like to travel with the kids and without the kids, we, we, we do both. Let's talk about three ways to improve connection with your spouse. First one is creating time to talk. And some, this seems like such a basic thing, right? But I remember when we were really struggling, going, we'd go through like a couple weeks and I would think, oh my gosh, I haven't had like a good, long, serious conversation with Joel in so long. It'd be like weeks before we sit down and really have a good heart-to-heart talk. And communicating and talking is the basis for connection. But we lose sight of it in, in busy lives. We weren't, we weren't taking time to sit and, you know, like, tell me about your day. How are things going at work? What's happening in your life? You know, how are you feeling about our marriage? Creating time to have that one-on-one talk time with each other is very, very important. And one thing... Um, I did learn though was when it came to date nights was to be very careful with that conversation. It was important to talk on those date nights, but it was important to value those date nights as just time for you and I. So we made rule for date night and that was we don't talk about the kids, we don't talk about money, and we don't talk about work. So for our date night, that wasn't our time to catch up on work and catch up on what the kids are up to and we saved that for other conversations. Date night was strictly about you and I. And what do you think about that rule? Well, I think it's funny because I know I hear people saying, well, what in the world are we going to talk about? It's a good question, (laughs) right? Because really that is what you focus on so much. Absolutely. And I feel like it's like I get to know you. I get to know you better every single time we do that. Because we have that rule. Yeah. Yeah. So you liked the rule. Oh, I love the rule. Yeah. Absolutely. And we did have the question, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) Yeah, all the time. And and the reason why we kept those things off the table were because those were trigger topics for us. Oftentimes when we would talk about money specifically and work because we work together, we would wind up in like tiffs or arguments about it. And then at the end of a date night, we'd be feeling like, well, we just wasted a date night because at the end of date night, you're supposed to feel connected and we weren't feeling connected. So in order to really um, treasure that time and make sure we were getting out of it what we intended to get out of it, we set up those rules so that we didn't wind up in arguments. I encourage you to do the same, to think about what are those hot topics for you that tend to maybe put you in or lead you maybe to some arguments and set those aside for the night of date night. That's not the time. Your goal walking away from date night is to feel connected. And if there's something getting in the way of that, then that needs to be evaluated and set aside. You could talk about all that stuff at a different time, at a more appropriate time. But the goal for date night is to feel connected. So what else do you talk about? Well, we didn't know what the heck else to talk about either. I started printing conversation starters and I would just research them online and print them out and I would, you know, we'd have date night at home. So I'd take them or or occasionally we would go out, I'd take them with us. We would just ask each other these really fun questions and we'd do this for hours. We still do this. (laughs) Still. And it's such a fun way, as Joel said, to really get to know more and more about each other, to laugh, to let go and to have some in-depth conversations that don't have to do with the day to day. Um, So that was really how we got around the whole idea of, well, what do we talk about? And because it was something we enjoyed so much, I created date night questions and I put them on my website because I wanted other couples to be able to print them out and do the same thing that we did on date night. So you can find that in the descriptions of the podcast. So let's move on to uh, the second way to create connection or to improve connection with your spouse is creating time to get away. Clearly, we've said that's our priority. Like that's our priority number one. For me, it feels really important to always have something to look forward to. 
So the minute we are done with one trip, I want to see in the next few months what our next thing is going to be in that. It just is, it makes me feel good knowing that I have something to look forward to like that with you. I don't even think it's when we're done. Like even when we're like. During, we're figuring out well, yeah, what's like, next. Hey, what are we going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome because you're right. It gives us something to look forward to. And we're not talking about once a year. I mean, if we're being honest, you and I, um, outside of worldwide pandemic, um, you and I are make, make it a goal to get away at least once every couple months. Right. That's what I said. Like we would do a night, we'll do a night or two every few months. And that, that has become definitely a priority to us. That leads into a lot of the questions that people will throw up as you've said, is that, well, um, we don't have the money. We don't have a support system around us. Um, we don't have a schedule that matches up to where we can do this. So there's, there's a lot of arguments that will come up. And the thing I just want to say is that if you want to make your marriage work, you got to get very intentional. You got to get creative and you got to make it happen. And like you said, it doesn't have to be getting away. It doesn't have to be getting away at all. It could just be date night at home when the kids are in bed. If it doesn't work out when the kids are in bed, then it's date night at home before the kids wake up or it's date lunch. Sometimes you and I will meet in the middle of the day when the kids are at school. We have to get creative. And I think the most important thing is to set excuses aside and know that this is important. So how are you going to make this happen? And it doesn't have to be once a week. It could be once a month. Whatever you can do to make sure that you are connecting on a regular basis needs to become priority. And the last tip to improve connection with your spouse is creating time to love. And that means emotional intimacy. And that means physical intimacy. Connection on an intimate level is invaluable when it comes to marriage. You must make it an absolute priority. And sometimes that means scheduling it and that's okay. But knowing that you have an intention behind it, that you value that time with your partner and uh, making sure that you are connecting on a regular basis is something that is a must when it comes to marriage. Whether or not it's, it doesn't really matter often, how often, as long as it's something that you and your spouse have come to an agreement on and what makes you both happy and you're able to find a middle ground and you both make that an intention and a priority, then that's the goal. So this is kind of wrapping these four secrets that really helped turn our relationship around um, years ago. And what's so fascinating about them as we go through a complete review of them and now share them in a podcast, it's, it's amazing because you and I, when we start falling out of line with each other and things start to feel, uh Oh, what's going on? Or where are we have, I mean, literally we go back to these four things every single time. Mm-hmm. So we, we always go back to basics and I always think it's fascinating that, you know, when we were going through the whole big transformation thing, I had no idea like what to do or <laughs> where to go or how to make things better. But when we stood at the end of it, I could look back and really pinpoint these four very, very distinct things. And it just amazes me that they are, they just turned out to be so powerful and things that I hear 
people talk about, like experts talk about after I didn't, I didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do. But, but now that I listen, now I listen to experts, you know, books or whatever on marriage and how to make it work. And always they refer to being accountable. They refer to acceptance, acceptance, being top, make sure you're appreciating your spouse and make sure you are making time to connect. So it makes me proud and it reinforces that those um, tools is being invaluable in our marriage and hopefully reinforces those tools being invaluable in your own marriage. I do want to leave you on a quote. We were talking about intention and this was a quote that was extremely popular on Pinterest was our, my most pinned um pinned quote and I just wanted to share it with you in wrapping up these four secrets to the ultimate marriage creating a happy marriage begins with intention intentionally create alone time intentionally take trips together intentionally work on communication intentionally touch throughout the day intentionally show appreciation intentionally be accountable for your actions intention and I'm going to leave you on that thank you Joel for helping me share these stories that were so important to us and so transformational for us. And um, thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you, my love. And we thank you for being on this journey with us as well. Thanks for being here today on the Married and Naked podcast. Don't forget to support the Married and Naked podcast by hitting that subscribe button or leaving us a review. It would mean so much to us if you could do that. If you have a suggestion for a topic, please head to the Married and Naked website and you can click on the Ask Married and Naked Anything button and you can ask us an anonymous question that we could tackle here on the Married and Naked podcast. And we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, wonderful week, and we'll see you next time on the Married and Naked Podcast.